What's that on up yonder? Why, it looks like two hillbillies talking about mini trucks to me. <laughs> Y'all are fixing to listen to the voice of the lowlife. Gather around and revel in the good word of the lowest common denominator podcast. So what ever happened to radical beds? You mean like as far as magic fingers dancing beds? Because one time I stayed at Unleashed and the best host motel or budget host motel there beside the showgrounds had a magic fingers vibrating bed still in the room to go along with this green carpet. And if you put a quarter, no, I'm not done. And you put a quarter in, Dan Harvey and I actually did that. Uh, We put a quarter in to see, I don't even remember who was asleep in the bed at the time, but it was like the most depressing failure of vibration. It was like this little alarm clock watch motor just, and, and nothing happened. And the people in the bed didn't even wake up. It was a mess. But, you know, wow. radical beds and vibrating beds, I'm all about that lifestyle, man. Are you now? Yeah, I love me some cheap hotels. Well, I used to. There used yep. to be something romanticized about cheap hotels and road trips, scraping your quarters together, trying to, you know, afford a cheap hotel room when just, I don't know, there was no bed bugs Sleep, in. Sleeping, or murder hornets. Uh, sleeping in the floor is not something I miss. Sleeping in the bathtub on the comforter is even worse. And then the floor? I don't know, man. Well, it depends on the hotel you're in the floor because, you know, do you want sticky or do you want to, like, lay down in just muck that's been washed off sweaty mini truckers' bodies? Uh, did you not wash it first? Straight from the hills and hollers of eastern Kentucky, we're fresher than a dozen eggs from a one-legged brown hen. Yeah, why not? We put the cult in mini trucking culture. We are your voice of the low life. This is the LCD Podcast. I'm your, I don't know what the hell I am. I'm your host, your co-host, your navigator, LMC, and this is my wonderful co-host, Shay. Oh. You know, didn't we drop that in the last episode? I don't no, think no, we, you keep trying to skip out on it. I, I do, I, I, I do, I do. You know, <laughs> so we're talking about radical beds. Yes, I don't, I don't understand why it's not a thing anymore. Why isn't there more of them? The amount of work. Is that what it is? It's just unreal. I mean, there's a there's a ton of work in getting a nice, slick paint job, too. So Okay. Well, I mean, fair enough. And I guess, when is the last time? Let's, let's of course, there's Jamie Kelly. Oh, When Jamie is the Kelly. last time that you've seen a true radical bed dancer? Like, randomly at a show? Yeah. 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 Mid-2000s? Oh, I know exactly. I know, I know the truck and the show. For me, it was 2001. It was the Mini Trucking Nationals. To the best of my knowledge, it was held at the Grand Hotel in Pigeon Forge. Mm-hmm. And Chad Snap, and I know you've seen this truck, at least in pictures, it was always the same two colors, but the colors were inverted. Some days the truck was green with a purple frame. Some days the truck was purple with a green frame. It was a square body S10. He yep. was from up in northern Kentucky. Yep. Yep. And that is the other than Jamie. That is the last true radical bed dancer that I've seen in person, at least that I can remember. I may be overlooking something, or maybe there's something that claimed to be that wasn't, but that is what I remember. So the amount of work into them is a huge thing. Well, there's a lot of engineering with it. You know, everything has to be kind of perfect in that case. That way it'll move and dance like it's supposed to. Well, you know, you make a great point because if you make a flaw in your custom paint job, it doesn't cause you to bust your back glass. That's true. And, and you know, that's something I yeah. actually remember, at least on video. It's it's funny. Some of these old videos, I watch them so much, I think, maybe I was actually there. Maybe I remember this. And I know that, at least in the late 90s, they used to have Mini Truck and Nationals bed dancing competitions. And there would be four or five of them. Old that's names. So cool. Let's see if I can remember a name. That's so cool. Maybe Travis Loveless, I think was the name, from Somerset, Kentucky, had a red something. 
in, they my, still got them. in my head it was a Toyota, 89-95 Toyota. And if Andy Serginis is listening to this, he'll be able to correct me, I'm sure. Or hell, for that matter, Clint will. Mm-hmm. But anyway, those are really, you know, engineer is one thing, and I'm sure that things are going out of vogue. But now that everybody is doing old school is cool again, I, I maybe we'll see a, maybe we'll see more. Man, I was watching a video the other day. Brandon popped up on my Facebook, and it was this guy was like, "What the fuck are they doing this for?" And these people they said like, "Under these people were idiots." And all of a sudden, this guy's bed just raises above the ground and starts dancing, going back and forth. And the guy was confused. But then, <laughs> the guy was confused. <laughs> you could hear him on the thing. He was so confused about what was going on. But all the comments were like, "That was so cool." I've been watching a lot of West Coast lowrider cruise night videos here recently. They're they're rad. I mean, like, like I was, old ones or new ones? Well, actually, new ones, but they have such an old feel to them. These cats out in the West Coast are going out and taking over entire streets and doing lowrider only cruise nights. And man, there's some wild stuff. And you're seeing people with dancing beds, you know, oh, so cruise awesome. right down the street, dancing the bed on the street. Random bed memory. Jamie Kelly one year was driving on Main Street mm-hmm. during the H word. It was the first year he got his V8 swap done. I'm trying to think that may have been like 2010 ish, and he was actually driving with his bed up, yep. spinning. I was there. For extended. That. Problem is, let's say his bed is 15 feet wide. Between he and the uh, the middle line and the light pole, he only had about 13 foot of clearance. And we are literally waving, watching him come down the street because we're seeing this humongous, you know, $100,000 build, this spinning bed, and this light pole coming up. And we're like, he's going to clip that. And just like, just perfect, like a movie, he manages the teeth of that bed to spin right around the light pole as he drives for by. Real? It found the only gap <laughs> in the spread bed, and we thought for sure he was going to destroy it. And he just cleared it. It was amazing. He's like, what's the big deal? We pointed it out to him. Oh, he looked sick, too. I mean, he, he knew what had almost happened. <laughs> Somebody was smiling on him that day, man. Well, no it joke, was, right? It was pretty wild. But, uh, no, I've been watching a lot of these lowrider cruise night videos, and, man, they, they, have, they have it down. I want to do that. I'm so jealous of that. Why is there not mini trucker cruise nights here? You know, Honestly, why- I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, granted, I'm not stupid. I realize there's just not that much mini truckers in this immediate region. But then again, you know, we've got we've got a couple hundred listeners now, and most of those people are from this region. Yeah, they're at least within three or four hours. Which of, is, most oh of gosh, them, right? yeah, almost everybody except for a few, you know, handfuls. We've got our buddies in Pennsylvania there that have been listening. Yeah, uh, yeah. we got our buddies in Alabama, but. Other than that, and we got this mystery person in Ireland that keeps popping up. Really? They still popping up? Yeah, they still do. <laughs> what do you think yeah. about that? I, th- I think it is pretty cool. I noticed they listened to the last one. Uh, so, hey, if you're out there and you have an O and apostrophe in your last name, give us a oh, yell, man. We'd love all. to talk to you. <laughs> that's kind of racist. Or, or is it racist? No, it's not racist. What kind of race are they? Is it genophobic? Genophobic. Well, no. Okay. Xenophobia? I'm there. You go. I'm, but I'm not. I'm Scottish for crying out loud. So you know, I can say the same thing. <laughs> Anyway, blah, 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 blah. But no, in this region, I realize there's not a lot of mini truckers. Well, there is a fair amount. I'd say we got, a, what, within driving distance, we got 100 or more. Do you know who Devin Everidge is? Yeah. Uh, they sent me a video, he and Josh Campbell today. They went up and picked up a new bagged S10 in West Virginia. So I think he has three himself now. 
and it's just a bag daily and, and they've been sending me pictures of it all day long on their road trip back and it's really sad because their their videos included like Copenhagen and country music and, and also <laughs> I wrote them back I'm like guys if this makes me want to watch NASCAR and, and like you know dip and, and and a few other things I can't say on here but uh, I think that's super cool that they they took out and went and bought another bag truck so those two boys are at hazard you know that's that's four bag trucks between them then you've got other people I hope. You know, you got a bunch of Pipeville people. I mean, and I'm seeing more and more Pipeville people. In fact, I noticed a listener from, I want to say, Mouth Card uh, to the podcast that has a really pretty baby blue bagged round body S10. Hmm. I don't, I can't remember his name to save my life. Younger kid from what I could see. Uh, pretty truck. I think I've seen it. It's in that Pacific blue color. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, that Porsche Riviera thing, blue. I've seen it in, uh, yeah, Porsche Riviera blue. I've seen it in Pikeville, actually. Yeah, okay. And in the pictures, I noticed a dark blue round body S10. And I think it had a sticker in the back window. Something said, like, still tipping or something. And, and those two guys were hanging oh. out together. I don't know these cats. You know, I just wonder if there is many truckers in this area that don't know about us or have never been to any of the shows. And we don't know they exist. I always wonder if that's a thing because I feel like we know everyone you know, in the area. It's funny. It's funny that you say that. Uh, what an interesting segue you've just made. There are so many truckers in this area that we may not know about or we might have even forgot about. Huh. Well, yeah. that's good. I can understand forgetting about them, but like the younger ones, stuff, I, you know, they had to see someone that we knew in order to get into it, I guess, at this point, because Mini Trucking Magazine isn't a thing anymore, so it's right. not like they're seeing that. Well, it's very interesting, uh, inspiration-wise, you know, where these mini truckers that may live in the head of a holler somewhere around here have got their inspiration from, and, and for that matter, the ones that have been around for a long time, where are they at now? Where have they been for the last few years? It would be interesting to pick somebody's brain who was a mini trucker many years ago and... You know, maybe dropped out of the scene for a couple of years, and now they find themselves back in the scene, wouldn't it? That'd actually be something really good. Would be an interesting idea, and you yeah. know, we can even extrapolate that idea a little bit more. What if we were to take some random mini trucker that maybe now had something to offer to the mini truck scene? Well, like he started something to help. Well, mini maybe, truckers? maybe like cater to us. In yeah, some way? maybe, maybe a business or something, or, oh. or even, oh, I don't know, a media company, for example. Oh, well, that'd be a good idea. And let's let's take this idea and let's run with it a little bit. What if we give that person thirteen minutes? Thirteen minutes, like let them record for thirteen minutes with us. Why not? Let's give them their I mean, thirteen minutes of fame. The thirteen minutes of fame. Yeah, I thought that was a cult. <laughs> let's give them something else called thirteen minutes of fame. Yeah, <laughs> well, as long as there's no Kool Aid involved, I guess it's so, okay. So thirteen minutes of fame. This is something that you and I have discussed, and we promised the listeners uh, for a few days now. Mm-hmm. Let's take somebody randomly that either is a forgotten name or a new up-and-comer, whether that be a vendor, whether that be a show promoter, something along those lines, somebody that offers some content that wouldn't otherwise be exposed to the mini-truck scene, especially around here. And let's give them their time to shine in the light. You got an idea who you want them to uh, do this? You know, it's funny that you say that because I do have an ideal, and I think we need to give that person a call. Okay, all right. My thoughts... For the first ever 13 Minutes of Fame guest is a guy named Tyler Cornett. Now, do you know who Tyler Cornett is? Ain't he the guy that owns drag gear? 
you know, he is the guy that owns Drag Gear. Drag Gear is a company that used to make some shirts. I think they still may make some shirts. But he's been focusing a lot on, like, media productions, show coverage, and things of that nature. Hmm. Got a couple of high-end cameras, you know, gimbals and GoPros and all these things that I can't afford to play with. <laughs> and he goes out to shows, makes some really nice videos, gives some cool angles and stuff like that, and then throws them up on YouTube. And I think it would be a rad ideal to give Tyler a call. I think we should, man. I think we should, man. Let's do that. Let's give Tyler Cornett from Drag Year a call. Hold on. Tyler Cornett, thank you for joining us on Lowest Common Denominator Podcast, 13 Minutes of Fame. Happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you, man. So, you guys understand how this works, and we're going to talk to you a little bit. We're going to give you your chance to shine. And the listeners, if they dig you, they're going to let us know. And if they dig you a lot, you know, this may become a much longer thing. If they dig this skit, I hope they're going to let us know because I would like to redo this sometimes or keep doing it. But that being said, doing it. it's your time to shine, so let's talk about you a Do little it. bit. <laughs> well, first of all, no, no Shia LaBeouf, no. So you're a mini trucker, right? Right. <sighs> Trash. <laughs> so, okay, so I have a question. How many pairs of Dickies do you own? I don't know. 15, 20 at least. Jesus Christ. Can't wow. I own like four. I feel like. I've got like one orange pair of Dicky shorts and a couple of actually used in the garage Dicky pants. And uh, I've got like three pairs of pants and the rest are all black shorts. Ronnie Underwood used to make a lot of fun of me because I would wear the orange ones on stage every year at the H Word uh, during the awards. You definitely did. I remember yeah. that. Oh, do you remember those? Those got off orange Dicky shorts. I, I didn't know they were Dickies though. No, of course they were either. Dickies. I'm a mini trucker, right? Do you have a Dickies hat? No, I used to. Do you really? Uh, wow. Yeah, I think, let's see. I gave one to Bob Blackburn. I know that. And that's the last Dickies hat I remember owning. It was a brown flat bill. It actually looked really cool, but it just didn't fit me right. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah. So, oh, you know, we're, talking, yes. we're talking about Tyler. <laughs> we're talking about Dickies. Okay, let's, let's get into it. Uh, what is drag gear? Yeah, well, no, no, let's start out. Let's start, oh. out, let's start at the beginning. Okay, okay. So he's a mini trucker. Tell us about your roots, man. Where are you from? What got you into things? From a small town, Cumberland. Okay. That's um, Cumberland, Kentucky, right? Right. Okay. What got me into the scene was I found a truck. Okay. I really liked it. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's definitely backwards than what a lot of us do. So you actually found a vehicle, I'm assuming something just like in a car lot or, or what'd you find? Yes, it was in a car lot. It had a little bit of work done to it, a little bit of a static draw, had shaved handle, shaved emblems, things like that. Yeah, okay. And, and you made it your own. Right. So you bought the truck and then discovered the mini truck scene, the mini truck lifestyle? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool then. That's that's completely backwards for most of us. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's but there's nothing wrong with that. That you know, as long as you get into it, it doesn't matter where you get your start or your inspiration. It's just that where you end up that matters. So what well, what was your when did you see most your first inspirational thing I've ever heard? <laughs> <laughs> L C D podcast, ladies and gentlemen, calendar inspirations. <laughs> so what well, what was the first time you seen a mini truck? Was it a magazine or like a show? Yeah, in a magazine. Ah, mini trucking. Absolutely. That's pretty awesome. Okay. A lot of us got our start just like that, thumbing through the magazines at the grocery store while mom is trying to find (laughs) us in the aisle, yelling at us for disappearing. I was in Crutchfield. So let's talk about small town. You know, I'm a small town mini trucker, so is Shay. Let's talk about growing up in Cumberland, Kentucky. You were a mini trucker in a town with, at the time, what, barely 1,000 people, 1,500 people. 
and on a good day on a yeah. good day yeah and it was definitely not what i would call mini trucker friendly am i wrong in that assessment not at all see i've actually cruised Cumberland a little bit so you and i have overlapped a little bit we've probably hung out in the same parking lots before and not even known it so probably we drive by they give you looks of disgust <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so tell us about growing up as a mini trucker in small town eastern kentucky there was a small group of us five or six there was a couple mini truckers a couple import guys we just it was just us we would hang out we would cruise awesome. um, which was a lost art and i miss it so bad kind yeah. of sounds like a small club yeah kind of sounds like a small club so were you guys in a club or is just it just our, kind of a group yeah, we were just a group we we didn't run with anybody so you, need a you didn't have a ball. cool name like south of the mountain ballers or anything <laughs> oh, south no of mountain ballers. <laughs> yeah. just checking the men in society just, the men in society uh, twisty, twisty boys, boys. <laughs> twisty boys <laughs> twisty boys <laughs> all right so you and the rest of the twisty boys guys were hanging out in the dollar general parking lot in cumberland kentucky where's the rest of the group well it Wait lasted for a couple of years after high school and then it just kind of fell apart a lot of them got rid of their vehicles or uh, moved on to other things. Just kind of life gets in the way sometimes. That's right. a shame. Yeah. You can tell the dedicated ones because you're still here. You know, mm. all those years later, you still have that same truck, right? I do. I would never allow you to part with it. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of it. It's, it's one of the nicer ones here in this area by far. Um, so moving along with that concept, you know, here recently you seem to have gotten a lot more motivated. Right. about the mini truck world. You, you care to kind of take me down that path a little bit? Sure. When I first fell out of it, probably around 2010, just due to work. I was working five, six, seven days a week Sure. in another state. If I wasn't at work, I was usually in yeah. in bed. You know, I worked pro- a lot of night shifts. <laughs> male, male prostitution requires a lot of travel. It does. It does. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we don't um, judge. We, we don't judge. judge. You're in a safe your space. Your corner is your corner, my friend. We'll, we'll, give, you, we'll give you a puppy <laughs> and a nice warm drink. A door-to-door <laughs> salesman. <laughs> well now, moving right along. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, okay, so um, after you hung up your leather patent boots and quit hooking, <laughs> oh, what, what has got you re-motivated into the scene? Well, when I came to work with you all, where I worked at before, whenever I got out of the scene for a while, I dropped out of contact with, with you all. And when I came back, it kind of reignited that spark. The spark was reignited. You felt the passion again. Walk out to the garage, dust off the Tacoma, <laughs> look at it in the sunlight. Did you fall in love with it all over again? I did. Okay. And I've actually, over the course of the last couple months, I've been working on it, making some changes. You're back in the scene. Glad to have you back. You know, I have a soft <laughs> spot for people that realize the fallacy of their ways and miss what was so important to them at one time. So we'll give you a pass. You're still one of us. <laughs> one of us. One of us. Yeah, we're not going to chant. That be, that it's be a cult, a, man. Uh, yeah, Get the we torches. Need, we need more of a, we need more of a Gregorian <laughs> chant, though, something dark and moody. You just sound like a, a frat nigma. boy. You sound like I was doing a keg stand. Um, Did you ever see the picture? My of, name is not Kyle. Never mind. I'm going to leave the picture story out. We'll save that for the Drop Jaw episode. The spark is back. How? How are you personifying that? What are you doing to recapture that intensity? I've completely redone the interior, starting to buy the pieces to finally bag it. I've had it since I was 14 and always wanted wow. to do it. And now... How old are you now? I'll be 32 in December. Wow. You've had so that. I've had it forever and never got around to do it. It's, well, awful it's been old. never too late. <laughs> You've also started a company. Right. Drag Gear. What is Drag Gear? Well, we started out doing just screen printing show shirts. 
Okay. Okay. So did you actually like, were you doing like the official show shirts or were you just going and vending your own product? I mean, kind of take us down that road a little bit. What we started out with was doing the official show shirt. Promoters would reach out to us, asked us to make a shirt, would come up with a design, show it to them. If they would like it, we would roll with it. If they wanted right. changes, would work on the changes. We would do the official show shirts. Now, would you actually go to the shows and sell shell? shell, shell go, would you actually go to the shows and sell the shirt, or how did that work? We've done it both ways. We've went and set up at shows to to vend and right. sell the shirts, and there's been other shows that we've just made the shirts, took them to the to the promoter, and they would sell them on their own. Now, is shirts still the focal point of drag gear, or what are you doing with the company now? We still do shirts. If requested, back last fall, we started doing videography okay. so just to kind of so expand your, on what we do. What's your uh, goal with the videography? Are you wanting to, like, tape shows? Even better, what's vi- videography? You know, <laughs> I'm a hillbilly. What, what is videography uh, in this context? We record footage of the shows, of porn. the vehicles, of porn. events at the shows, porn. occasionally porn, <laughs> and then edit those, put the finished product on our YouTube page. And I'm assuming your YouTube page is going to YouTube and search for Drag Gear? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Drag Gear. Facebook too? Yes. Instagram uh, on also? Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. I think it's all at Drag Gear Clothing. So awesome. people, people need to hit you up for t-shirts things. You like doing yeah. t-shirts. Yeah. We can do t-shirts. Or, or videos. It sounds like they or do videos. some awesome show coverage. So are, are, you going to like, are you wanting to uh, video like the whole show for them for advertising purposes? Will you video my wedding and or bar mitzvah? Mm, Both. Mitzvah. Awesome. I can't wait to pick him up in a chair. <laughs> Mazel tov. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> No, seriously. What is your preference? What do you do? And I think, Shay, ask your question that I interrupted you rudely a minute ago because I thought it was a great question. What question was that again? I don't know. Something along the lines of what is your goal oh, for well, Drag Yeah, beer? what is your goal for Drag Beer Media? What's the, drag the, Beer? Drag Beer. Drag Beer. <laughs> drag Beer. That's a whole different type of follows and locks. Oh, wow. dear God. Straight edge. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just get back in the scene as much as possible. Help out other shows. Help out other, other mini truckers. That's what we cater to is primarily mini truckers. Mm, that's good. cool. That's uh, so nice to hear. Yeah. So by the time someone caters to us, <laughs> have you ever considered doing your own events? Anything I have. I've actually thought about it a couple times. And now are we talking the same old run of the mill stuff, or do you have some unique ideals you want to share with us? I've wanted to do a show, but with the me Murder working, Hornets. F- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those two. But uh, being the salesman, huh? Uh, a lot. Between all hail me and my wife, both anthropody and overlord. <laughs> <laughs> between me and my wife, both working full time, we've got a uh, a baby, and we both that happens when you don't pull out. <laughs> it does. We it both does. decided to go back to school, so we don't have a lot of free time right now. But we do want to uh, to do our own show. Are you wanting to do a show or a cruise? Both. Yeah, well, mm. tell us what you got in mind. As for cruise, I would like to do a kind of a long-term destination cruise, maybe from Whitesburg down to Hazard on to London, something like that. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool idea. So yeah, almost like there and back. Almost kind of like what yeah. the motorcyclists do, what the bikers do, like a poker run type thing, huh. if you will. Yeah. yeah, that is a cool idea. I don't yeah, think I've cool. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. <laughs> well, you know, that's actually something that could be done right now in this climate because you wouldn't technically have to get out of your truck. Yeah, right. That's, that's Social distance until yeah. it breaks down, or you blow a bag, or yeah. an airline, or a valve gets stuck. And all that stuff really does happen often. <laughs> that stuff really does happen often. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, what inspired you to have that idea? I miss the cruising. And then last summer, when Jr. put on his cruise ends, just the the get together of it. Yeah, you just like the camaraderie, or yeah, and just 
getting to hang out with everybody. It's not like-minded individuals. It's not seeing a mini truck yet, though. It is. It's it really so. Is. What's next for Drag Gear? Just keep expanding on. I'm sorry, Tyler Cornett, but your 13 minutes of fame have ran out. Now, if you would like to hear the continuation of the Drag Gear story, or you'd like to find out more about Tyler Cornett, you can find him on Instagram. You can find him on Facebook. But where you can't find him is on the rest of this episode of the Lowest Common Denominator podcast. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> Sub-Zero wins. Fatality. So love- that was our first 13 minutes of fame. What do you think, Shay? I love the cow noise. I, I, I too, love the cow noise. Of course, I, I like animal noises. <laughs> but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, that kind of brings us right back to our vibrating bed talk from earlier. <laughs> you know, um, when you mentioned the 13 minutes of fame, the first thing that went to my head was seven minutes of heaven. Seven minutes in heaven. Oh, my God. That was my favorite game in middle school and late college. I am not surprised by that. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> not and, even a little bit. And those two things actually did not overlap. Let's let's go ahead and get that out there. <laughs> Statue limitations and all that crazy stuff that really doesn't mean anything federal law. Oh, you've killed me. Oh, but no, let's let's talk about Bez. Let's talk about Radical Bez. We were doing that at the beginning. And, and you know, that guy that we've already forgot that was on here for 13 minutes, we'll talk about him later, I'm yeah, sure. But, yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not here anymore. So. <laughs> so, so anyway, that being said, Radical Bez, where were we going with that earlier? I, I just don't understand why we don't see more of them, or at least people's, like, you know, wanting to build one. Well, maybe it's because Thorbeck hasn't put out a bolt-on-bed kit yet. You hear that, Thorbeck? You need to make a, make a bed <laughs> kit. Number one, I promise you, Jason, don't listen to this. <laughs> and number two, yeah. if so, if anybody could do it, I'm sure that he could, but let's not give him the idea. <laughs> because by next summer, man, there'll be 20 of them at uh, the Nats, I I'm, guarantee you. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Hey, I'll be honest with you, I am too. I hope they dance together. I think it would be absolutely amazing, to be quite honest. Oh, be so I cool. really do. So you know, cool. when you said dance together, that immediately brought up thoughts of the old Drop Jaw Freak Show. That, uh, the one I'm, in Virginia? A, yes, 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 yes. And I'm going I'm to tell you a quick freak show story. You know what? Actually, no, I'm not. Number one, because there's no possible way I can make it PG-13. And number two, if we're going to jump the shark that bad, let's wait until we get Glenn actually on an episode. Mm. But, you know, it's funny, though. Hmm. And without getting into too many details, and I can make this relevant, even though ADD and all, I can make this relevant. With all of these stage shows that Drop Jaw Freak Show had... And I'm trying to keep this very PG. Let's just assume that stage shows are stage shows. I, I don't I don't even know. No, there's no other word for it, man. There there yeah, man, it was awesome. <laughs> and, and not even from just the just it was just so just what? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that. the first year I ever went to Freak Show, mm-hmm. Jamie actually let us climb up on his truck bed. He had it extended all the way up in the air. Jamie Kelly. Jamie Kelly, yeah. Right in front of the stage. And Jamie, I don't remember who was with me at that point, but a couple of us actually climbed up the whole Z-Rack and managed not to kill ourselves and climbed up and sat on the bed, you know, whatever, 15 foot in the air or whatever it is, and watched the stage shows from the top. I've never told you that, have I? No, that is so cool. That's that's honest to God true. That was that was wild. I thought that was unbelievably cool that he even let us do that because, Jesus, that you know, that truck's his baby. And the thought of letting, at that point, I'd only known him for a couple of years, and letting some random person climb up on that kind of build was was pretty awesome. It was it was definitely definitely something. So it's definitely one of my favorite trucks of all time too. You know it is mine too, and it's so. I tell you what, as the H word promoter, hmm. I've seen something very interesting. The quote unquote get hard mini truckers from the early to mid two thousands. 
they didn't like Jamie's truck at the H word. Why? A, a lot of the people, and it's funny, I realized what fucking dicks they were. Wow. A lot of the people that I hung out with back then were like, oh man, that's not cool anymore, blah, 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 blah. And they even tried me not to get him the show. And I'm like, guys, this, you know, no way in hell. People love this thing. I love this thing. If we're going to do a show, it's going to be a part of it. I mean, it's a symbol of the mini trucking culture. The well, radical badness. As the agreed, yeah. If I was going to get a, you know, if I was going to get a tramp stamp of something that really signified the mini trucking culture, there would be a traditional ten switch box on it. No, I'm not making fun of Cody Goff. There would be a <laughs> traditional ten switch switch box on it. And there would be probably a bed dancer. Mm. But anyway, that being said. But as the years went on, and I love seeing this, people started really warming up. And and when I say people, that's not fair. These wannabe get hard, you know, OG mini truckers that didn't weren't, weren't really OG mini truckers that didn't appreciate <laughs> his work. They were like, I don't know, started to warm up to it, and then they got to where they really looked forward to his performance, and he elevated that to such an art form anyway. You know, it was just so wild to see what he did different every year and what he incorporated you every know, year. I never missed him dance. Well, hell, you, all the years I've been. You saved, you saved his, you know, you saved the whole show in the H Word Light yeah. edition in 2017. We didn't have an audio source. And you pulled your Ranger up and turned the subs off and actually did his entire, and most people don't even realize that, yeah. the entire audio for his performance and the fire dancers that he had, that was, so that was cool. because of you. That was so cool, though. That was, whole thing oh, was, was the coolest. That man. whole thing was really rad. Oh, yeah. man. Jamie never never disappoints, though. Jamie never, never disappoints, no. Even even the years that you know everything didn't go off the way it was supposed to, it was still amazing. No, it really His was. worst show ever was fucking awesome. <laughs> And, and I think that's I think that's pretty fair. I, I could see that. You know, I don't understand why we don't see more of just. I mean, Jamie's is way more radical than most. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, gotcha, absolutely. But, but even traditional radical beds, we we don't even see that. You know, in the early two thousands, tilt beds were still very popular. I remember tilt beds. I was, and I was not really big on those. Well, you know, they I have mean, a point though. I mean, you could see everything. Our farm it. truck has a tilt bed. It's called a dump, and it and it didn't really, I don't know, it just never really appealed to me as much. And yes, it took some work, and it could be very clean. But to me, a tilt bed wasn't so much an interactive part as it was just a way. It's like opening the hood. It's yeah. just a way to show off a detailed frame. Yeah. You know, to me, that was the only reason a tilt bed even existed because you had a fully painted and detailed frame, and you wanted to tilt it up to show it off. Oh, now, a bed dancer, on the other hand. That's an engineering feat oh, it is. that That's takes cool. a ton of work that in and of itself is an interactive part of the truck. You know, that is a focal point, not like, you know, just opening your hood like a tilt bed is to me. Is that Does that make me an asshole? It, no, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because I agree 100%. Well, I don't know. We are assholes. So I guess it kind of does make you an asshole. Dude. Well, you know, I guess I agree with it. <laughs> it solidifies the fact that I'm an asshole. How yeah, about that? That definitely so. yeah, probably. Hey, man, it was fun cutting somebody off after 13 minutes. <laughs> it really was. I, really, I could see the joy in your face when you did I, it, too. I really enjoyed that. I was watching the counter tap down. and you know. lead him into it, too. Yeah. Okay, so I might have baited him just a little bit. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't very cool of me. Oh, man. But, you know, hey, he's an interesting cat, and, and he is a great example of the whole reason we're doing that 13 minutes of fame thing. There's, you know, he's right, though. I really do miss the cruising. Oh, my God, I do, too. I miss it so bad I can't stand it. I what mean, can we do? Man, the only thing I can say is that right now with the COVID thing, we could probably have cruising. Right. Because we can't get over vehicles and be in you know, public places. 
So I'm going to give a shout out to J.R. Hendrickson. Hendricks? Hendrickson? I always get his last name mixed up. But my buddy from Hazard, you know J.R. obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to give him a shout out on this because he did something last year that I thought was such a blast. Now, he put on a show, and that's fine. It's a show. It was fun. But it didn't affect me nearly as much as his monthly mini-trucker-only cruise night he held. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you actually went to a couple of those with me. I did. And, they're, man, they're that's fun. And, and he didn't have a huge turnout. You know, six trucks, eight trucks, something like that. But it was just mini truckers in a parking lot. Nobody was screwing with us. It was, a, what, at the O'Reilly's Auto Parts store, I think, there in Hazard. It and was. They were They were super cool about just letting us take over the parking lot. And to me, and then going out to eat afterwards and, and kind of taking over Steak and Shake and yeah, everybody food. except for you leaving an amazing tip that one night. I, and, we all know I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> this is no surprise to anybody that knows me. <laughs> you and Chris can compete all you want. I like, I keep my money. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, I can't keep up with Chris anymore. I don't know. He's, no, he's, 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 he's white collar now, man. He really he's, is. He's white collar. <laughs> oh, but, he makes us look bad, too. <laughs> <laughs> Started at the bottom. Now I'm here. Well, now, now seeing how he's I, like that, he bring back hashtag bring back unleashed. Hey, yeah, hashtag bring back unleashed. Now that you have uh, your white collar experiences, yeah. it's about it's about time to bring that thing back. It's right. But you know, also hashtag keep it the mountains. Oh, like yeah, we're trying to you know talk to another famous show promoter to do the same thing. Yes. But we'll we'll spare him on this one. We're trying. I don't know how how successful that's going to be. <laughs> oh right. my god that was great um okay anyway, well, that brings moving me right, to a story moving one, right along here one time me and my buddies we went to well uh, how do you wood. find things just to finger fuck over there to make noise with i'm really good at it i can play the song of my people if you like please don't <laughs> please don't anyways we was in the movie theater and it was all quiet at this one scene and i had a box of runs and I was in the main back. What the hell is a runt? Runts are those little oh, those little gross hard candies. Yes, right. they are. Yeah. Anyways, I didn't really enjoy them, and there was a full box, and I'd set them on the floor, and then I kicked them by accident. And you <laughs> those can, are the you, guys that just <laughs> roll for twenty minutes. It literally rolled for twenty minutes, and it was so loud. You go, <laughs> <laughs> and then you could see the ripple of angry people that looked down at the floor and looked back at you. <laughs> really, they did look back at us. Still dead serious. They was oh. not pleased with how much noise it made. What movie theater did you go to? Uh, it was Paintsville. That god awful sticky floor one up there in the mall. Mm. Were you in the mall in the shopping center there? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, talking about cruising, man. Paintsville was creme de la creme for Eastern Kentucky. It was for cruising. In my head, in the late or in the early two thousands, Paintsville was top three in Eastern Kentucky of cruise towns. I bet there's a hundred people there every. That's the uh, year I remember going. I, I bet there was 400. Uh, easily, because that now, parking lot usually was full, and it probably had 400. Now, granted, you know, a bunch of those are local hybrids hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, you can't avoid that, man. But you could always find a ton of nice vehicles there. Uh, J.T. Blair, you know, my buddy J.T. with yeah. his huge lifted trucks. Even back then, he always had something massive on 49s or whatever, and he was always hanging out there. And then there was also quite a few bag trucks. I've seen Cody Bartram go through there. You remember Cody? Mm-hmm. I've seen Cody cruise through there several times, some of the Pipeville guys. I went up there several times. Even when the cruising died down, I've taken bag trucks up there just to just to kind of ride through and reminisce. You, you know what's ironic? What's that? <clears throat> you know what killed the cruising in Paintsville? Drugs? No, actually it wasn't. This is going to surprise you. Moving Walmart across the road? Nope, wasn't that either because the cruising still would have continued. Drugs? Mm, Cops? The cops were involved, okay. but it was the local uh, shops had complained about the road being blocked. 
You're kidding me. Yes. Well, and like one of the shops there was a fucking ice cream parlor. Uh, they well, should have benefited <clears throat> from it. No, the ice cream parlor wasn't one that complains. It was like the clothing stores. Okay. Right they all complained. It was 8 o'clock at night. Who the hell's going to go into Kato's anyway? Uh, well, here's And then then when they did that, they ran off all their customers. And now they went out of business. Oh, I love it. I mean, That's I'm, karma. It is. It is. But I would sooner them to shut up and me to have my cruising back. So other towns. What else do you remember other than Paintsville? Pipeville. See, I never got into cruising Pipewell as much. I remember seeing Jody Hall's full size when Jody still owned it, the red full size. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing it cruise. What's the name of the road there beside the horrible Peking and Wendy's used to be there? Oh, that back road? Yeah, yeah that back road there. That was there in their KFC parking lot. We'd always kind of hang out in that general area and watch. Yes. Um, you know, seen several magazine vehicles cruising there mm-hmm. but at the same time it was too many yeehaws and mustangs hybrids. for me and stuff yeah mm-hmm. hybrids tons of hybrids i don't know it just didn't do anything and then that whole muscle on main bs uh, that kind of just well, they, they once tried to bring mini truckers in there and i showed up for that because i tried oh, did to you really yeah i try i, I try to support all mini truck events in the local area new clint hopped there once he did actually hop at that one really okay see i was not there but i don't remember where i was but i met him afterwards for dinner that evening we went and ate at steak and shake there when it just first opened Mm -hmm. and then we parted ways i didn't get to make it for some reason i don't remember why well you know i explained to you know i i was a big part in uh, pressburg tourism Mm -hmm. and i I tried to explain to him that the older crowd that comes with the muscle cars they don't spend money like you know the the event or the stores at rod run in pigeon forge tennessee say the same exact thing. These yeah. people come with these people. These people come with coolers full of their own food. Yes. And they will hole up on the street and they think it's their sovereign right to park wherever the hell they want to mm-hmm. so they can sell their seventy eight Monte Carlo and their, you know, whatever there beside the road and leave it there three weeks ahead of time to get a good parking spot. But I talked to several of the vendors and I say vendors, I'm so used to saying vendors. Well, this I talked talk to stores and stuff. We've managed to make some pretty good connections down there over the years, and I've talked to some of the business owners, and they say, you know, we just don't spend, you get a lot of money spent here this weekend. They're not big tippers. They're not coming in and eating huge amounts. And, yes, we stay hmm. full, but it's not what you'd expect with that crowd. You know, yeah. Hell, Pigeon Fords, they stay full anyway. Well, you know, the thing is, is like there's what, thousands of vehicles that roll through there during Rod Run. Oh, yeah. Some places you know, should be swamped. And the funniest thing, it I've never been to it since it moved indoors. The show moved to the LeConte Center. The last time I went to, quote-unquote, Rod Run at all, first of all, if I'm there, it's usually because it's an accident because mm-hmm. I don't really dig it. I went in the mid-2000s. Well, you know. Never going back. I don't think I did, but I know when Dad was working on his 67 C30, we used to go there to, just to get parts, you know, because there, there was a. Yeah, there's, a, there's a vendors down there. Yeah, yeah, part, part swap or swap meet or whatever the hell you call them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the last time I went to the actual show, and there actually is a show, it was held at the, it's tore down now, but the MGM, I say MGM Grand, that's in Vegas, the Grand Hotel, the mm-hmm. convention center there uh, on the back street used to be a humongous, humongous hotel. Yeah. They tore the hotel down, but they left the convention center. And the show, the last year I went, was inside the convention center, and I counted the entrance. There was only like 120 show vehicles registered. So all those people uh-huh. are down there, and I say to crews, I mean, because technically they are, but mostly it's, you know, lifted diesels and Fox bodies and stuff. Uh, it's um, like a event. I, have, I have one Fox body I like, my buddy Steve Monty in, in Chicago, because it's a legit race car and he's not a hybrid. But, <laughs> but it's... Skitter jiggy. Skitter jiggy. <laughs> but, but anyway, I digress. You know, to me, there's nothing really worth seeing there. Me neither, and, and man. I just, 
Yeah, where, where the hell we get on that? Well, we can, got on the fact that I can mini truckers are forward. more helpful to the economy. In Weisberg. Yeah. Food City. Mm-hmm. The manager of Food City told me this multiple times himself. During the H word, the third largest weekend ever of the year. Mm-hmm. Behind Thanksgiving and Christmas. Holy crap. Was the H word weekend. I believe it because I, I the went there and stores, The parts stores, all of them more than doubled their business. Funny story, the manager of the Napa parts store at the time hmm. talked to me in 2016 because in 2015 they had set such a record that in 2016 the Napa Corporation expected it. And after the weekend where there was no H-word show, they called him and said, what what happened? You know, you dropped 80% or 70% of your business. And he said, look, you know, we rely on this show because it's these showgoers that come in and spend money with us. It's not local people. And they were actually mad at him because his weekend was so poor compared to the year before. And that's not just that parts store. AutoZone in town more than doubled. Advanced Auto Parts more than doubled. Walmart had huge sale weekends. You know, Every you know, restaurant in town was hammered. You know, one thing about mini truckers is we ain't cheap. Oh no, we're not. I mean, we all started out cheap, and oh, I think yeah. that's I think that's why we're not because we all started out so damn dirt poor. Yes, that it's so yes. nice to be able to spend a little money now and enjoy ourselves. It's true. You know, it's true. one of the things that I just go ahead and throw in the budget is eating a nice meal or two with my friends. That's just that's oh yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, that's a must. You know, I don't want to go somewhere and be like, hey, guys, let's have McDonald's. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm past that point in my life now. Well, that's only if it's like 3 o'clock in the morning and yeah. there's nothing else available. I mean, that, yeah. that, happens. that happens. But there's also Steak and Shake in most places, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hey, not a big Steak and Shake fan. It's a good Steak and Shake. It's good. Well, okay. That's some infallible logic Well, there. it is. But, you know, McDonald's, it could, quote, be good and still be trash. Does this episode have a theme at all? Uh, no. No, not this really. This is the most rambling incoherent, <laughs> non-applicable show that we've done yet. So, I, well, talking about all the vendor, all the people that benefited from it, was they ever to the type that contributed to the H-word? Oh, well. Kind of. Some. Oh. Napa was a big sponsor for a year or two. I spent a bunch of money in Napa many years. Um, so I give them a lot of due credit. The chain parts stores were not. Yeah, well they, but they, let me put a big asterisk there. They were limited by the corporate, corporate conglomerate. The AutoZone store in town did as much as they possibly could to help us. For example, when we did giveaway vehicles, they would donate parts. That's they really donated cool. fuel pumps. They donated batteries. So, yes, that's really they cool. did yeah. as much as they could. But as far as a big money level, Napa was a big sponsor money-wise. Yeah. Um, and that was done at the local level because those stores are a little bit different. But like AutoZone and Advance, I never had a lot of luck dealing with them for money donations. But AutoZone was awesome about parts and stuff. The gas station chains have given us money before the local uh, Double Quick chain around here. Yeah. Because we more than make it up. They they had huge oh, yeah. sale weekends right. of fuel. Think about it. I saw, I bought tons of fuel. Dude, I can imagine. the price. Well, everybody's filling up. Oh, absolutely. Know. The hotels, no. No, not no, really. No, no. Well, you, you know, you heard what Jeff said about the hotels. They did the same thing to him. What did the, What did he say? Refresh me. They um, they doubled the prices pretty well. Oh God, uh, Parkway tripled. Uh, see, the, Parkway Inn is a forty dollar a night hotel room, and they yeah. were one hundred twenty, hundred forty dollars a night. It ain't worth the forty dollars, dude. They still had keys for the doors, like metal keys. <laughs> 
I mean, come on. Yeah, they got cockroaches that carry off in that place. Wait, too. Easy. We can't say that. We don't know that for a fact. That is <laughs> that is an unbased opinion, and you meant that sarcastically. <laughs> lost, lost the uncle to one of those. What? what? Well, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> it's a total joke. <laughs> I you think know, you mean murder hornets. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, those are the new thing. But, you know, it shows like like the H word and yeah. laid out and yeah. all that. They, they pumped a lot of money to the economy. Absolutely. And, and that's what these uh, tourism places in our area don't understand. They keep doing stuff that's for the generation that is known for being cheap. Let me, let me, let me talk a little bit. I'm, and this is, you know that I was the director of tourism here in Letcher County yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I can't even remember when. Uh, God, it been years Late ago. 2000s, maybe. Yeah. I don't even remember. I'd say it had to be because you told me that you was I remember years ago. One year. I recused myself, but I had to ask for money. And I'd never asked the tourism board for money while I was, while I was involved in it. Mm-hmm. But this year, and I don't remember what the problem was, I think one of our big sponsors bailed out. And, man, we had that happen a couple of times. There was a, a bar in town that promised us big money, and the owner of that bar avoided the hell out of me. Really? And, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. It was so poorly ran. Of course, you know, that was a, a mess. Anyway, mm. um. Tourism. I recused myself, but I did ask for money one year. I asked for $500. That's it? That's it. I knew they didn't have a whole lot, but at the same time, they still had 20, 30 grand or whatever that year to give away. I remember, and this was amazing to me, I remember this crusty ass old woman on the, on the board at the time. I do not remember her name. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. She was involved in some way, shape, or form with a local outdoor theatric drama attraction a stage show if you will laughable yes she denied my request for money she voted against it i'm like okay well help me out here because right before this you brought up that you had received money previously for your event and she's like well yeah i'm like okay how much money did you receive last year well i received four thousand dollars holy crap you're asking for 500 this gets better i said okay four thousand dollars how many people did you have that attended your event last year? 20. 43. Oh, my God. Do the math there real quick, wow. number guy. Wow. $4,000 and roughly 40 people. <laughs> oh, my God. Why even bother? So that's 100 bucks a person, right? Yeah. I said, ma'am, I said, I'm asking for $500. We have national magazines that come, and we average eight to 10,000 spectators in one weekend. Mm-hmm. We, are one of the most, we were one of the most heavily spectator-laden shows in this region. It was stupid, the spectator traffic. Yeah, like Especially for kind of a small show. You know, we only broke 300 a few times. And for that small of a show, we would get eight to 10,000 spectators. Oh, it, it, honestly, God, if you want to compare it to the amount of spectators, it was like Hillbilly Days in the local area. It really was. <laughs> I won't go that far. With, but it, not less hybrids, but, you know. But it was definitely elbowed asshole, I'll tell you that. And there's still probably plenty of hybrids. But <laughs> well, my, I'm sure there was. One of my favorite things, though, was a lot of the kids here in town. And this is kind of talking about putting money back into it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the kids here in town would save up money and do their school shopping mm-hmm. at the H Word. Oh, that's cool. No, so no those, kidding. Those wearing mini truck shirts. You school? had kids that that's didn't weird. even have a mini truck, you know, a mini truck, wearing the shirts, and they were so proud of it too. To school, and I thought that was so rad. That is extremely rad. We set a lot of vendor records for shows at this show, and and I won't say the vendors' names because I'm sure those records have been broke since then, but. I know, like, at least one parts vendor said, I will say one, Dropjaw set their one-day all-time sales record at the H-Word. 
Mm. And back then they were doing plaques, and people love seeing their cars on plaques. So they were doing plaques on demand. They took pictures at the show, and then on Sunday and Saturday evening, they were printing off these plaques on these faux marble bases because everybody loved to see a you know a picture of their vehicle on fake marble. I do. I've got like 10 of them. <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic here at all. It I, makes me smile. Yeah, I'd say it does. But in all sincerity, they set a one-day sales record there. And there were several of the T-shirt vendors at the time that set their records because people – around here didn't have any like this they could go to. So they were saving up and spending some big money. And then the mini truckers were as well. We were kind of unofficially the last show of the year in this region. You know, if you really want to think about it, there wasn't a whole lot of big mini truck shows after that. So people were spending, you know, the rest of the year money they had saved up and getting parts, getting clothes and stuff. Anyway, I don't know what inspired this. What were we talking about? Now, Now think about this. At all of the local older car shows... I'm not going to say it. Yes, that. There is no vendors. There is no, no T-shirts. There is virtually no camaraderie between them. They don't help the economy or anything like that. But we're the shunned ones. <laughs> Does that make any sense? You know, I, you know, one of the things that I always pushed for when I was on the Jenny Wiley Festival Committee is... Um, you have literally told me not to attend that show because I would be miserable in the past. I know I'm not lying. I pushed for newer things. Like at one point, I'd got rid of uh, the gospel night. There was a gospel night. Yeah, it's Thursday, and I'd pushed it away, and they managed to bring it back. <laughs> yeah, but I had pushed it to where it was going to be like a rock I and roll like gospel music. I do too sometimes, but yeah. the people that came in, they didn't spend any money; they just sat there. Well, understand, yeah. And <clears throat> that was my thought on it. I was like, if you want to money to come to the show you need to appeal to a younger generation that spends money well yeah absolutely there's a lot of a lot of truth to that you know and i i done the car show for a while and it was mostly older vehicles and they were most people were almost impossible to deal with no i've i've had now i've met some amazing people older people but at the same time for every one amazing old car only top 50s style show persons that i meet mm-hmm. it seems like there's two or three that Nah, aren't well, that great, you know? Oh, man, I had this one guy, he tripped out one of my judges because his car wasn't clean and he lost. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I was just like, it's it's a stock vehicle. I don't see why you bring it to the show anyways. I've had people literally email me after the show and say, your judging sheet was great, but y'all don't know what you're judging because I didn't place and I won't be back. And, and just, well, okay. You, you know, that's the thing about... Um, most of them, they come to actually win. I come to a show to keep it going. Right. And I like to walk around and look at other people's vehicles. I park mine there. It's uglier and shit. But I, I park it there because I want people to see it. What is the worst that you were ever shunned at a show oh, for being a modern vehicle? Man, I guess I, I've been been told many a times, like, your vehicle doesn't belong here. I went to a show in Irvin, Kentucky. That's which a good is place this, to go. Well, it's this old, dead railroad town and there's there's not much left to it now it used to be a csx yard and had a lot of stuff there but it was some sort of festival i don't remember what it was i could tell you it was in april and it's been a bunch of years ago there was four or five of us i want to think i might have been a bonsai then it might have even been before those days i just can't quite remember all those early times blur together Mm -hmm. but there's four or five of us went to this show all minis uh nothing was bagged back then but a lot of heavy static stuff okay you know five six drop type stuff oh yeah you're you're literally hitting pavement with uh u-boats well it's funny that you say pavement because that's the one thing we weren't hitting as soon as you went into the show 85 percent pavement 15 percent mud 
<laughs> Guess where they parked the mini truckers? In the mud. Oh, they said, oh, y'all go right over there. Like, well, we'd like to park in the pavement. Wow. Oh, no, that's that's we got some classics coming in there. Y'all go right over there. And they literally put us in a muddy corner of the show. No, back then I was you know, 18, 19, something like that. Did you I wasn't. I wasn't, I wasn't, I won't say brave enough because I was never had a problem being brave. I was brave to the point of being stupid. But I wasn't smart enough to realize I was getting railed. You yeah. know, it didn't just click with me that these old people are taking advantage of us by taking our money and not extending us the same courtesies that in the future I extended to them and mm-hmm. as you as a show promoter extended to them. Yeah. Luckily, we did not model ourselves after those types of people because if they had been our role models as a show promoter, I mean, we would have no right to even call ourselves that. Uh, that's true. That's true. And, yeah, we got parked in the mud a few times. Uh, and that's happened several I've, times. I've been made to park over in the corner by myself before. Well, yeah, you were really loud. I'm not just so. Well, I, I'm, that, I'm that normally just walking around. I got I'm offered. Just... I got offered. Is that not quite the right word? Yeah, I guess you could say I got offered to be thrown out. Uh, to be show. thrown out? I've never been t- offered. To... Oh, it was offered <laughs> in 2001. That was my stereo days. Yeah. And a it was when I had my Tacoma with the 15s in it. I started showing off for some, you know, local high school kids or whatever. I would have been barely a teenager myself. Uh, showing off for some local high school kids there. And at the same time, the Beretta or Cavalier from Ovation Audio that used to be in Lexington mm-hmm. was throwing down on the other side of the grounds. And he heard me and cranked it. I heard him and cranked it. And after that went back and forth a while, I'm very proud of this, he finally came over and conceded. He's like, I give. You're schooling me. What do you got? And we compare the system and stuff. But at the same time, while me and this cat were talking, this old man that ran the show come up and said, you know, you're going to have to leave. You're disturbing the other showgoers. They're complaining. I'm like, dude, I paid my money. I'm not hurting anything. I promise you, Jimmy and his 79 Trans Am here beside me, I didn't knock over his crybaby dolls. I'm not hurting anything. I drove two and a half hours for this, you know, Billy Travis there drove three miles. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so, and and they ran their mouth a little bit, and I turned the stereo off. But but uh, the following year, I do know that I actually drug. Uh, I was in the snow at that point. I actually drug the DJ speaker cable in half on the way out. <laughs> 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 they had they had it staked down across the entranceway, and I railed right across it and cut it clean in two. That was a little bit of a of a screw you for that. I know, very immature. <laughs> it's really funny. Very though. immature. It's funny though, it's... but that's a true story. That was kind of funny. You know, you know, the first time I actually seen a mini up, up close was uh, Bob Blackburn. Actually, yeah. Shout out to Bob. Is this the first time we mentioned Bob in this? Uh, I, maybe. I was I thinking about Bob when we were talking about money earlier because he mentioned something to me once. He said, "You know, he said there's been days that." I'm looking at $5 in my pocket wondering, do I want Wendy's or do I want one brass fitting? And he said, in, in a lot of days, I went hungry and got that brass fitting. And I always thought that was one of the most hardcore things I ever heard. Uh, I have no doubt from that, Bob. Oh, yeah. No I, 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 I admired that, honestly. I never told him I admired that. I admired that, though. Well, he had that uh, bagged square body. He and, did? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we met. I actually sold him a set of wheels at the Hyman Skate Park. Random. And, uh, yeah, random. Yeah. Random. And uh, he bought them off of me just to cut do burnouts at the H word. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Anyways, he uh, he pulled into the Food City parking lot, and we got out and looked at his truck, and I was like, this thing's really cool. But we by the end of the night, we was using the frame to smash Pop pen- cans. pennies into oh, the pavement. Okay. It was really fun, and I suggest more people do that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you just you stack them about three high, drop it as Fast as possible, boom, <laughs> right to the pavement every yeah. time. All so right, kids, a... don't try this at home. 
In fact, anything Shay says, <laughs> don't try this at home. That's probably a safe thing to do. That is probably a safe thing to do. I don't believe in warning labels either. That sounds like so many cruise nights I've had in random parking lots, so just sitting around doing stupid stuff. That don't hurt anybody. No, it doesn't. And it makes me so mad that – it makes me mad that people don't do it anymore. And Facebook, and, and I think it started with Street Source, and people got their fix at home sitting on their ass and, and playing on the computer without actually getting out and socially interacting, and I've never understood that. I don't either like the whole um, – well, now they in the digital car show thing. Okay, uh, I, I, don't I don't dig it. that at all. I don't understand But it. let me give, I understand it because of right now people are so desperate to do anything. And that doesn't appeal to me. I've never clicked in the first one. I'm not going to lie to you. It uh, does not appeal to me in the least. But if it does you, more power to you, man. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, if, you, if that's how you want to show off just so you can shake off this COVID-19 murder hormone apocalypse, okay. You know, at the end of the year, it's aliens, just so you know. Dude, I think I think it begins and ends with the murder hornets. You think so? Yeah. Well, last year they released that that footage of the alien, the UFOs or whatever they want to call them. What? You didn't see that? It was like in November of last year. No. And, they, and right when that happened, they COVID things started happening. Yeah, so. COVID happened in like March. But they released that, and I'm like, uh, well, then here comes the apocalypse, and then we get COVID, <laughs> and then we get murder hornets. I was like, well, we're just gonna be polished off now. We're just gonna go make it a year, and right when it lands in November again. What happens after murder hornets? That's what I'm saying. Aliens. What? That or murder hornets with COVID. Oh, my gosh. Like they're flying around, yeah, biting people, like give them COVID. Mosquitoes and malaria. You oh, know. I mean, I remember that. I remember thinking to myself, here it goes. I'm going to get bit by a mosquito, and I'm going to die. There's going to be. It's not going to be too long. I'm going to be sitting in my house wrapped in saran wrap, rocking back and forth with it's, a tinfoil hat, you know. Remember, it's toilet paper. That's how you protect God yourself almighty. against the COVID zombies. I hate the apocalypse. I do too, man. And the, the, you know the worst part is? Is that if I go to the grocery store and I try to buy chicken, it's not there. Dead is serious. it ghost chicken? There's no chicken there. Just if it is, it's invisible chicken. <laughs> and I was like on a grill, man, because you know, grilling's the best part about summertime. I would agree with that. And uh, I can't grill. Well, I mean, there's hot dogs <laughs> and burgers. There's hardly any burger meat either. Burger meat. That's yep. what it is. Harvest to me some wild four-legged I mean, burger the other day. Uh, hey, I'm all about some wild burger. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is, is that like the cows with the long hair? Is that what that is? Meat muff. Mm. Well, I, I mean, if I see a turkey, I'll shoot a turkey. I can grind them up and turn them into burgers. God, we went straight, straight redneck on that. Uh, they really did. Boys, I see me a turkey. I'm going to shoot me a turkey. <laughs> Yuck. Jesus Christ. You know, at my house, uh, I, I grew up in the middle of nowheres, as do most of us. Uh, but you could watch turkeys die from one side to the other, and many times me and my father would. We call aside. that flying where I'm from. Well, they they don't they don't fly though. They glide. Okay, yeah. And they glide from one one ridge to the other ridge. Me and my dad was always like, Let's shoot one out of the sky and see what what, what happens. Uh, well, they would probably fall. I don't know. I just don't. I, would their wings go stiff when they keep going? Or would they, they would they catch on fire. They would look like a Japanese zero, just I, barreling I, into the ocean. If I shoot them with a the gun like your dad shoots them with, they just poof into nothing. <laughs> 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 we almost made it an entire episode without talking about my dad's weird hobbies. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, he always uh, has the best hobbies, though. So what are you looking forward to the most when this year finally opens up? Um, I, I can't wait for show season. I'm well, hoping, right. But, I mean, uh, but specifically. A specific show? Yeah, or whatever. I mean. Uh, Dude, I'm looking forward to the cruise nights again. Oh, I am I'm, too. I'm, I'm oh. telling you, if JR doesn't do that in Hazard, I think you and I may do something. Well, we're going to have to do something because uh, 
and just I want a mini trucker only cruise night. Oh, just so awesome. I don't want to. I don't want to work it. I nope. don't want to buy insurance. Nope. I don't want a freaking DJ. Nope. You know, not even a good one like Appalachian Car Shows here. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Did I say good? I meant cheap. So. <laughs> But so, you're not for hiring until the COVID's over with. Remember that. Dude, I blocked I blocked out everything. I'm gonna do East Tennessee Showdown if yeah. they do it. Yeah. Uh you know I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, it's definitely raised some concerns, but I'm gonna do it as long as they do it. And I'll be honest with you, dude. I don't I don't even know what my next booking is at this point. Mm. It may be all the way in October. Wow. Uh no, I'm doing I guess I'm doing JR show. You are, yeah. Uh, piece together in September. Oh, duh. And Revolution. Oh, you're doing okay, Revolution. Okay, doing Revolution at the end of August. Yes. Which uh, brings me to something. Hmm. Never mind. No. No? So, no. Okay. Another, another day. All right. Anyway. I, I really, I'm hoping that this COVID will inspire people to cruise during it, though. You know, if we can't hang out in the parking lot, I would like to cruise down the road behind a bunch of trucks, man, in convoy. I know the supercar guys have been doing that a lot. Well, I'm I'm poor. I got a phone call. You know, this is Friday evening, May 8th. I got a phone call a few minutes ago mm-hmm. from my supervisor at work, and she was on the way to Tennessee getting passed by a certain green Porsche who we know who it belongs to mm. and several other Tennessee supercars going down 81, which I think is kind of rad. So those guys are, are riding around a lot. How but, fast were they going? Oh, well, she was doing 80, and they were kicking her ass. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, sounds like a, sounds like a, sounds like something. If I go 80 miles an hour in my Ranger, it might explode. I don't think I have anything that'll go 80 miles an hour. <laughs> go that fast in anything that's questionable is very questionable. Everything we drive is questionable for many truckers. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I'm afraid a wheel's going to fly off or a crab corner rip off and all that you know, kind of stuff. I'm sitting here planning out my year's plan. I want to paint this truck. I want to fix the rust on this truck. This truck needs a transmission. And I was mentioning that to my dad and my mom's like, well, why don't you just you know, sell everything you got and buy something nice? Yeah. And I just looked at her like yeah. she had punched me, you know, just, you will never understand. <laughs> you just never understand. You know, my, my, my parents said the same thing to me because, you know, I'd spend like three or $4,000 on a stereo. I was like, why don't you just go buy yourself a nice everyday vehicle? You know, I'm trying to sell Whitey, too, right now, the it, round body. I seen that online. I'm, did you get a lot of hits on Dude, it? Dude, I've got nothing. Really? Like two people, and that's only today. It's been up for almost a week. Facebook dinged me on that ad. It thinks I'm trying to sell guns or children into slavery or something. I have to fill out a form saying why this is not contraband. I'm like, it's a vehicle. I don't understand. What about that is contraband? I have no idea. It's a white truck. I I read the advertisement. There's nothing questionable in the ad. I have no clue. Anyway, so they dinged me, so i got to fix that. But I've got, in like a week, I've got two questions about it. One is like, how bad's the hood? Like the ad literally says the hood mm. is killed. I mean, there's nothing I can do with that. Yeah, that hood, that hood actually had a good time. Right <sighs> of the year. That, that's, so that should be in my garage wall. Hopefully whoever buys it, if somebody buys it, it, it doesn't take the hood because I'd like to keep it as a souvenir. Then, um, you know, I was talking about the, the cheap truck thing, and I think that's just a sickness we all have. I'm to the point that if it, I don't get a serious you know, question in the next week or so, I'm going to pull the fenders off, put it in something else, put a set of junk fenders I have on it, spray bomb the damn thing gray, cut the coals and drive it around town. <laughs> because, you know, I need a sixth S10 for absolutely no reason whatsoever. God, do you have six that drive or five that drive? I have the ZR2. Okay, it's one. I have the truck of many colors. Two. I have the pizza truck. Three. Technically, Whitey 2 drives. It does. Technically, it does under its own power. And technically, the general truck drives it does even though uh, i wrecked so, so it two that. years ago i know that's i know i'm actually i need to suck it up and go to a real paint shop and, and get a quote on that to fix it because obviously i'm never going to do it and 
and poor Joey, I've got him doing like three of my trucks I may this know year. Guy. I yeah. may know a guy. We'll talk later. Let's see. What else, man? We're at an hour. This oh, is we're kind at of, an hour? Yeah, we're at an hour. Oh, I, for everybody who knows, I did find a camper top, so no one has to really look for me anymore. Well, that's awesome. That's You actually found one that flares out and meets your cab, right? Yeah, I did. That's rare. Do not cut that. Uh, Why? Well, you really don't think I should? Dude, it's rare. I promise you, you will find one that will fit another type of step sign at some point that you can cut. Don't ruin this rare, rare thing. That'd be like cutting a saline grill or something, dude. It might not be the prettiest thing, but it is rare. And as the OG mini truck parts become more and more rare. God, yeah, they do. You know, we're not going to cut our ground effects that we happen to find to run a triple exhaust through it. And that's kind of the same thing. The next thing I need to find is find myself a nice $300 truck I can cut up. (laughs) <laughs> i'd found me one and but you know covid so i couldn't go nowhere covid could, right yeah right i mean right. like it screwed my whole junkyard you i'm know, building jonathan butler sent me an ad to a nice rust free bed the other day that i really would like to have had mm. and it's in north carolina and uh, the COVID. price was fine and yeah i'm i've turned into such a wuss i was gonna go home and microwave some food and watch andy griffin three runs uh andy griffin three runs yeah i've never watched andy griffin really i You're... went to i went to uh uh mayberry twice what's the real name of it mount airy because that's where Dan Harvey used to have friends in low places. Mm-hmm. And I went there twice. Three times? Yeah. I don't know. And, and the town is really cool. I mean, they literally have the old Ford Galaxy police cars that you can take a ride in straight from the show. And there's a Floyd's Barber and an Aunt B's whatever and, and a snappy lunch counter that supposedly was in the show. But I've never watched an entire episode until just like two weeks ago I watched really? the pilot. I had never watched one in my entire my life. My dad loves them. So Seriously? I've, I've had to watch tons of them. Yeah, man, I can almost recite to you. Well, that's really yeah, that's all. I've watched a lot of Bonanza too. Not, oh God, yeah, it's awful. Do you know the Ponderosa Steakhouse chain is going out of business? Speaking of Bonanza, because really? it used to be Bonanza. Yeah, really. Yeah, they closed one in Hazard and uh, COVID, mm. I guess. Yeah. But the whole chain, from what I hear, is going out of business. I don't know where I'm going to get my dirty ice cream now. <laughs> and or my, your burn ass steak. Or. My, <laughs> Or my mystery meat from the buffet bar. Uh, it might be catfish. Give, it might be cat. I give them this. They, they had good rolls. I don't like bread. Oh, well, see, I do. Yeah, so. I'm fat. That's how you know I like bread. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got going on, man? What, uh, well, this, I think it's pretty much covered everything. We've, uh, much, this, we've it doesn't matter. We've covered of, everything and nothing in this episode. Yeah, well, you know, ADD is a real thing. We did do our 13 minutes of fame. We did the seven minutes of heaven, yes. That, the seven minutes of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> our mini trucker spin the bottle. Oh, yes. The uh, I thought that went over pretty good. Um, uh, what, what people need to do now is like and share us, though. Before they like and share us, we want to know what they thought about the 13 minutes of fame. Oh, yes, absolutely. Was it, was it stupid? And what you all think about a uh, cruise? What cruise? You mean like a cruise in? Like what Tyler's talking about? Or? Oh no, I want a cruise. I like Tyler's idea. I don't have to do it. He'll have to do it. Well, yeah, I'm not doing it. Oh, I'm not doing it. You I, know, I may I'll follow. Go I may follow along and grumble and be the get off my lawn old man. Well, but, well we uh, also might be the ones sitting beside the road. Well, that's happened that, more than enough times. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Too many times to count. Let's just go ahead and say it. If you enjoyed the 13 Minutes of Fame, Skebnet. Skeb, skebnet? Fuck. Skeb, skebnet? We try this again. Skebnet. No, Skebnet. <laughs> We're not leaving Skebnet. <laughs> if you enjoyed the 13 Minutes of Fame, Segnet. Se- <laughs> segnet? <laughs> segnet. You know what? I give up. Skebnet. I guess. <laughs> skebnet. <laughs> It's nice that we can be stupid at the end of these shows because we know everybody's tuned out anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, we have what? Nine, do we have nine listeners now? Uh, we fell back down to eight and a half. Oh, well. We did an episode of Just Us. And <laughs> it happens. You know, 
What can we do? If you, the listener, enjoy the 13 minutes of fame segment. There you go. There I go. Let us know. If you thought it was stupid, let us know, but we would like to have some feedback on it. Because if you if something you enjoyed at all, and we are filling it out, there'll be probably some more smart-ass moments in it. Oh, we may get a little bit more of an edge to it, or we may be a little bit more relaxed. Either way, we are just learning with this one. So if it's something you think has some potential, let us know if you enjoyed it. We already have a couple of other guests, I know for a fact, that really want to do it. And I have a couple of cool ones to bring on. So what we got coming up in the future, man? Um, we got our club I panel don't... coming up very soon. When are we doing that? You know, we need to We need to actually... Lily messaged me about it a couple of days ago, and I've not had the opportunity to write him back yet. This has been a stupid week. Well, we're gonna have, we're, we're gonna have to do us an episode with just us about crew about. Uh, Isn't that what this is? No, we didn't, we didn't talk about clubs. Not the first time we talked about clubs like nine different episodes. We always talk about clubs. Clubs we're are the, awesome, man. We are the biggest, you know, proponents of small town clubs. I guess we are. Yeah, so we we always talk about that. Let's make the next episode, if we possibly can, if we can work out the logistics, the small town, or small town, the small club versus big club town hall. You know, <sighs> our special guest, John Lilly from Smooth Impressions, and Scotty Benefield from Sever Ties. Oh, that'd be awesome. We'll yeah. try and do that the next episode when we get together and record again, maybe even next weekend, who knows? Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be a busy week for both of us, but we'll see how it goes. And other than that, yeah, Shay, uh, like, share, and subscribe if you enjoy this Hour of stupidity. Yeah, remember to always hashtag LCD podcast. Please always, hashtag LCD podcast. Yes, and uh, keep it in the mountains. Uh, hashtag keep it in the mountains. Uh, what was your th- make Harlan make someone make Harlan Farva great again? Yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. One he too. doesn't listen. We don't care. <laughs> and remember, keep it in the mountains. <laughs> keep it in the mountains, guys. I guess that's it. Oh yeah, man. For my co-host Shay Mullins, I am LMC, and once again, you have wasted another hour plus listening to a couple of morons with microphones behind the lowest common denominator podcast. Thanks for letting us be the voice of the low life. Say goodnight, Shay. I love Colts. He loves Colts. I do. I really do. See y'all next time. I reckon it looks like you've done wasted half an hour or more listening to the voice of the low life. <laughs> You're still in the spirit. Don't fret. Them boys will be back out of their hollers in just a week or two with the next part of this fine episode. Thank you for listening to the Lowest Common Denominator podcast with your hosts, Lee and Shay. See y'all next time. <laughs>